Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview Guillerme Passos, the sports scientist for the Brazilian national soccer team. So Guillerme, welcome to the show. Uh, hello, Julian. Pleasure to be here with you. Great. So, uh, Guillerme, uh, what I want to talk to you about today, we first we'll talk about your background in elite sports, and then we'll talk about your role with the Brazilian national soccer team. And then we'll talk about the importance of technologies for you and what you're looking for when you're adopting new technologies. And then we'll talk about uh, some of the best coaches and players that you work with. So how does it sound? Uh, sounds great. Perfect. Great. So, uh, Guillerme, uh, why don't you start by telling us about your background? So, uh, my background uh, regarding my academic experience, I, I'm graduated in sports science, uh, physical yeah. education. We call this physical education here in Brazil. I've I've done my my master's in 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 sports science, studying especially thermal regulation in in athletes. Yeah. How do they adapt to to heat, especially in heat weather? And then I I did my PhD in, in also sports science uh, in in load management in, in football. So both uh, I did in in UFMG University here in Brazil, yeah. and with some partnerships with other universities around here and and outside Brazil. Then my uh, regarding my practical experience, I'm, I've been working with football with soccer for American since 2006. Uh, I started helping one of my professors, big professor that was a huge uh, sports scientist. His name is Emerson Silami when I was doing my graduation in a okay. club here in Brazil. Then I spent a lot of time helping him. Then uh, two years, then I finished my graduation. Then I started working with, uh, with a swim team, uh, being a in Brazil? Yeah, here in Brazil. Yeah, hmm. I think this this was this is the biggest uh, swim team here. We got some Olymp Olympians there, so that was a good experience of working with them. And yeah. it's a completely different sport that I was imagining to 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 work. So, and afterwards, I started working at CBF in 2013 with the youth teams, with the under 15 female team. Wow, very young. Yeah, very when when I was summoned to to be part of of the youth female teams. Yeah. Then I, I I they started calling me up again and again for the for the youth teams, female teams yeah. and professional female team. Then one year later I started working with the youth male teams. Yeah. Then I got the position, the sports science position at the company at CBF to work at the training facility there. I think that I am the first one to be hired by, by CBF, to be really? full-time hired by CBF. Yeah, and it happened in 2014. 
So afterwards, I worked with all the national teams uh, in the training center, uh, the, the male, female, youth, professional teams. I worked, I helped the team in 2014 World Cup, 2018 World Cup. Then after 2018, I got the, the full-time position with the professional team. That so makes sense. Then, then I, I uh, regarding professional teams, I worked at some competitions like Copa America, Olympic Games, and also uh, the World Cup. So this is my 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 quick background. Your background, yeah. So oh, you yeah. so you are so you are the sports scientist, right? So yeah. What is your kind of day to day? What do you do as part of your job typically? Here at the Confederation, we have two different moments: uh, the period that we are not with the players, and and afterwards when they are called up for the team and we are with them. So yeah. not in having them, I'm uh, my work is to uh, monitor the players when they are at their clubs and try to get the mo uh, the, the information, all the information from them regarding uh, physical preparation, uh, load monitoring, uh, how, the number of the matches that they they've been playing by their their clubs, yeah. this kind of things, and also some. Uh, nutritional aspects as well that I work uh, close by the, the nutritionist here at the Brazilian FA. And also uh, taking out the, 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 the players part, I also work looking for new technologies here to, to monitor the players, to track them, to assess them when they are with us. And after, uh, in, in the FIFA periods, when you, we are with the players, uh, uh, I usually work as a, a normal sports scientist, a daily basis, like in a club. So yeah. I'm, I monitor the players using GPS. Oh. I track their recovery state. So I, I usually do all this kind of uh, things with the players. And I also help the strength and conditioning coach in each training session. So I also uh, train the players, especially indoor training. Yep, that makes sense. My next question is, you know, how important are technologies to you, right, to help, I would say reduce, I didn't say prevent, to help reduce player injuries and improve player, player performance? So how important is our technology to you? Uh, technology is, is very important, and I agree to do not use the prevent term. It's a yeah. mitigation or maybe to try to reduce the injury uh, incidents in the players. Uh, because using that, uh, we can have a more informed-based decision yeah. with more more uh, data. And I truly believe that ex professional experience also take an uh, important part on that. So both together, technology, uh -huh. the, the tracking systems, the systems to uh, assess players' recovery, player load, and, and everything else. It's quite important, but but professional experience is also very important. So both together can 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 be a good mix to to make good decisions about the the player management and and try to to mitigate the the injuries. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, now, could you tell us about some of your favorite technologies? Do you have any favorite technologies that you use in the past or using today, and and why you you, you like them a lot? Yeah, um, usually I like the GPS information. Uh, uh, using that with 
some internal load management like monitoring like uh, the heart rate or or player RP information. Both together, I think that's uh, a good mix of information to make decisions regarding the fitness and fatigue state of the player. Yeah. So in a daily basis, that you can have a quick information from from these these technologies, you can you can give some good feedback to the coaches. Yeah. And 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 try to help them show them the importance of load management and also show some metric numbers some metric informations to the players yeah. so it's easier to explain them what's happening about their pitch performance so then i think this kind of technology is a, is a is a good one we know that some metrics are not so good regarding uh reliability regarding the the uh the i don't know how to say the uh the accuracy the accuracy yeah that's the right word, uh, word the accuracy of the the number yeah but uh using that every day we can try to solve these problems and get some some average data to help us in a in term yeah so that, so you mentioned right so gps and, and heart rate monitoring technologies are among your favorite ones right so because you work with a national team right so how do you deal with the fact that you don't have the players with you every week right so no. how do you collect the data remotely right from let's say casimero right plays for manchester united Neymar play for psg right so how do you deal with and how are you able to kind of monitor how the players are doing uh with, like in terms of the load right you, can you look at the gps yeah. data i mean how do you how do you able to do that that's uh, uh, the biggest challenge that we have here at the yeah. Brazilian FA because uh, each club has its own technology, own GPS brand yeah. that many times is different from ours. Yeah. So uh, we know that there are a lot of uh, difference between these brands regarding the, the metric yeah. and also the, the thresholds that each team uses. So that's the challenge. But most of the teams they share with us yeah. their csv files their gps data and when we have a team that has the same same brand as us they can yeah. share the data straight by our our uh our software so we can create our own bands and and manage the data the way that we would like to manage yeah. but that's the hard part once we started this this work here at cbf since 2013 yeah i started sending the the the, the, the clubs the players information every time from the youth teams to the professionals yeah so then it opened uh, a good uh, uh good con good connection it opened a, a window between between us a door to, to have a a free uh, talk so it was good to 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 have this relation with the clubs then they started sending us uh all kind of information that we usually request request for them so that was a good uh good strategy that yeah. started from from us so that's the way that we we get data from them we usually send messages or emails they send us back all the information that we request but we have all we have always problems with this kind of situations different gps brands yes. uh, different metrics different thresholds so i try to put everything together in another yeah. technology tool that's 
these these uh, uh, intelligence softwares like Power BI, Tableau, and yes. I take all together and I I I try to create some stats or some uh, graphs for the coaches to yeah sorry to uh, use the uh, use the the information in that, that makes in sense that. so. And, and how often do you, do you get the data? I mean, do you get the data every week or do you get it once a month or? No, I usually, when they are not with us and it's not closed by the, 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 the summoning day, yeah. we, we only ask data from players that uh, have some kind of injury problem or they are out of the, the match, some things like that. And when they, when it's coming close to the to the to the summoning date, we ask all all the all of them data. But we we okay. we ask not only from uh, the players that are going to be summoned because we don't know which one will be summoned for for the national team. Coach yeah. send us a list of fifty players, fifty to fifty five. So I have to track all of them and and know about their physical physical state, physiological data, yeah. and and try to create a, a a report for the coach about about it. So and do you and have also, also like access to sorry to uh, sleep data and what types of data? You mentioned the GPS data, right? Cardio data, yeah. maybe. Cardio data, GPS data, some physical tests that the clubs usually do with the players, yeah. and and also we we bought in two thousand nineteen. We started working with those uh, sleep tracking uh, yes. uh, rings, yeah. and then we 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 gave uh, some rings to the to some players, so we could track their sleeping data and their heart rate variability as well yeah. when they were not with us. So it it was going like daily toward the clouds, and yeah. I could test to that every day. So was so, it the Ura ring? The Ura ring? Right yeah. Here? Yeah, yeah, uh, that makes sense. Lots lot of people are using that, right? Uh, it's pretty that, common. Yeah, it's common, but it's complicated because we don't have all the all the same players all the time. So yeah, we, we had to buy like a lot of rings, give to them. But now we have different players. So yes. it's complicated to deal with that all the time. Makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, uh, another question that I had was just for generally speaking, right? When you looking to adopt a new technology, a new vendor, right? Uh, what are the most important factors to you, right, to make a decision? Is it uh, the research that has been done, the studies that they've done, the product quality, the reliability, the affordability, the price? What are the most important criteria for you when you make a decision to buy a particular product? Uh, there are some. I think that the relevance of the, the information, Yeah, uh, it's it's the, the first one. Uh, the quality, real, reliability of the information regarding scientific aspects, if yeah. it measures what I want to to measure. Uh, the practicality. Yeah. So if it's practical, because to to we have a lot of technologies that's impossible to use on a daily basis. Uh, yeah. uh, football team. I usually explain the coach how it will help us i have to to get some some thoughts from the coach so the yeah. physical coaches as well 
and then I will I usually check the pricing and if other other uh, other professionals are using the same the same technology to yeah. to collect some feedback from them. How do they use that? If it's been useful for them and this kind of things. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that those are some some steps. Thinking a, a quickly way. I think, I think your process makes sense. It is, it's pretty common for teams to have the same process, so I think it, it's great. Uh, next question. I always like to ask practitioners, you know, about coaches, right? Uh, in your opinion, what were the best coaches that you worked with? Just, just you know, be open and what, what, what yeah. comes to mind? Which coaches? I worked with some here at the, the national team. Uh, the last one that we we were together for the for the 2022 World Cup, yeah, uh, Chichi, he has a, a, a impressive way of working. Uh, he empowers all his team staff, yeah, and he he gives voice to everyone to 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 share their thoughts. Yeah. So these coaches, they for me, this kind of coaching for me is is, is the best because. Obviously, they 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 are the the ones that will make the decisions. Yeah. Uh, but they listen everybody and they empower everyone in their team staff. So I think it's a, it's important in a in a group of people working together. So yeah. they they take our he takes our best so all the time. That's great. And and Chichi is one I worked before with. Uh, 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 Guilherme Daladea, he is working now in Corinthians. Yeah. Uh, he, he was an impressive coach to, and it was very impressive because he was he was very specialized to teach young young players. Really. So yeah, he was very uh, he got a way of teaching that he could uh, show the importance of everything in a in a right way to you players so that was impressive and at some point we don't uh, not, we don't put a lot of value on that but we 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 don't pay uh, the 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 way that they were being paid by like youth coaches especially here in brazil when mm -hmm. it goes uh, the the higher levels like under trainees professionals you get better yeah. pay, better income but uh, I think that we could think in the opposite. And some guys like him that are very specialized to teach under 15, under 14, 14 coaches should, should be more valid on, on the market. Because now we have coaches taking the uh, players, taking uh, playing for the professional teams with 17 years old, 16 years old. So yeah. they have a good base when they are under 14 under 15 so these folks are, are quite quite important for the process so here's another name uh and others that i i i may not remember now but a lot of them were 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 good like carlos amadeo was a, another one that was a really good coach yeah uh paulo now is he's coaching the palmeiras under 20 team team so those were very very good coaches very good yeah coaches. and with yeah. these this style of empowering their their team stuff as well so, that's great i mean that's it sounds like you had some good coaches so 
Uh, now, the, other, the, the last question is, what was the best players that you work with? Uh, I give you, you know, I like Paris Saint-Germain. I'm from France, right? <laughs> so, uh, sure. I'm not going to give you names, but uh, what was the best player that you uh, you work with and why? Uh, for me, there are some different players that they influence the team in different ways. Yeah. So there isn't only one, but like Neymar is impressive. So yeah. his, his technical abilities is impressive. So he gives a lot for the team and, and helps the team, not only in the pitch, but outside the pitch yeah. because of this kind of uh, leadership that he has. And also Casimiro, because he's an yeah. impressive player. He's a very professional player. So inside and outside the pitch. Uh, Marquinhos as well, the, the, the PSG yeah. defender, he's also impressive. I could uh, say a lot of them, but uh, uh, I, I know Vinicius since he's, he was 13 years old, wow. uh, when he came the first time for the, 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 national, the youth national teams, I worked with him. Uh, he gives the team another, because he's so light, he's so happy all the time, he's so yeah. uh, friendly that yeah. he gives. All, I'm, I'm talking not only inside the pitch because he's uh, impressive. All of them are, are very good football players, but outside the pitch, he helps a lot. The the mood, the the, the, the team, uh, the team behavior. Rodrigo as well. I I know him yeah. since he was 13 years old. All of them, I, I, I think that to be a professional player in, in such a high level in the national team is, is, is too hard. So yeah. they, they are, yeah, it's too hard to get to the professional team, especially here in Brazil. We have a lot of players. Oh, yeah. So it's, it, the competition is very, very high. So all of them, they give you something, different things, and they are impressive. Uh, when they get here, they, they, they are, already impressive in some some aspects so yeah and it's funny uh, those are great players right so other players that comes to mind from brazil ronaldinho right amazing Ronaldinho, yeah. okay some people argue that he was probably one of the best out there maybe the best in terms of skills right uh, yeah. another one was uh cr9 ronaldo ronaldo, ronaldo yeah. uh amazing when he was at the top of his game you know real madrid yeah. Barcelona. i mean you couldn't touch yeah. him it was just too impressive. Yeah, it was too impressive. My my professor that uh, was my my master's uh, uh, supervisor. He he was working in Cruzeiro when Ronaldo uh, played for Cruzeiro with 19 years old in the professional team. So then yeah. he went straight to 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 Europe. And Ronaldo, since that was impressive, his physical tests were completely impressive. Yeah. And and I I had I, I have one one hand written uh, uh, physical assessment from from Ronaldo yeah. when he was 17 years old, and then this same my professor went to to work with Vanderlei Luxemburger in Real Madrid, yeah, uh, for a while, and he did the same same physical assessments with the team, yeah, and Ronaldo even with. Uh, 30 something, I can't remember now. He was the best. Sprinting, <laughs> jumping, and everything else. I mean, um, there's one last player that I really liked was Rai, Rai from PSG. I, yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. about a leader, the guy was just amazing as a leader, right? 
the mentality yeah, as a leader as well the mentality right? yeah like casimiro is is one player just like that the mentality of yeah. casimiro is impressive i couldn't have the opportunity to work with ronaldinho ronaldo ai i i i'm a bit younger here <laughs> But look, that, look you, you work with some amazing <laughs> players, right? Neymar, Casimiro, Amazing, amazing. And all of them, they have some kind of special thing that we could not Fabinho from Liverpool. Uh, yeah. Thiago, Thiago Silva is oh yeah. He's impressive. He's a, a very professional player yes. with a good mentality and impressive skills in the, in the, in the regarding tactical position into the pitch yeah. so and he's 38 years old he was playing on a, a, a world cup so yes but i tell <laughs> you the day the day that psg let him go Thiago to go to chelsea that was to me the biggest yeah. mis biggest mistake because he did really well with chelsea won the champions yeah. league with two shots so that is renewing the contract with chelsea so I mean that was just a mistake, but hey, that's just soccer, right? Football. So. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it's a business as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so look, we are so we're at the end of the of the interview, but I wanted to uh, thank you for your time today. Great conversation. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you for for having me here. Great, thank you. Thank you for listening. To access past episodes and other research articles and analysis of sports technology please visit our website, theupside.us. Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.